Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right. All right. Listen up. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus, Fox Sports Radio. iHeartRadio app, welcome in. Okay, so if it's your first time listening to the In the Bonus podcast, you'll know that basically, um, and as it plays out on the on the iHeart Podcast Network is this becomes what the first hour, even though we do it the last hour, right? So when you download it, you hear this first, then you hear the rest of the radio show. So basically, uh, this is like an hour radio show, only we can say and do whatever we want and we don't have to take traditional breaks and it's a little bit more free-flowing. We do have something called What the Fox Says, which is basically we play for you clips from earlier in the day on either Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, then I comment on it. We have some other cool stuff we do, like You're Annoying, where Jason Stewart, who is annoyed by many, finds only a couple to be annoyed by in the, in, in, on a daily basis. We, we try and determine who's the most annoying person in sports on Earth. And then we have something called Because We Can, where... We play for you usually an audio clip of somebody cursing um, many times with uh, with other innuendo, and we can do it unedited because it's a podcast, so we call it because we can. So that's a oh, and we have really good stuff today. I, I guess where where we start is is this. Um, look, when we look back at the NFL draft, I, I think it's fascinating, fascinating on what the draft has become. Obviously, they figured out this moving it around thing where it does pique the interest of all the local fans, 
but it's kind of a, it's like a pop-up store, right? Where they pop in, they're there for a week, and then they pop out. Because if you've ever been to a draft, it's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't need to go again. It's it's a box checked. It's an experience had, and then you're kind of done with it. Does that make sense? Kind of done with it. Anyway, um, I, I think it's a a fascinating thing, though, that on a Thursday, it dominates that night. Right? There was an NBA game, and it was a really good one that night, but nobody paid attention because it's the NFL draft. Even though you, you just have so many different people who who are telling you on social media, hey, turn over to this game. And you don't know many of these draftees. You haven't seen them play. You don't really have a, an opinion, and it might not be on your team, but you do kind of watch it. But what's interesting is, and maybe it's just me, sports radio or the sports TV guy, in that it's really hard to talk about the draft on Monday because Sunday was owned by the NBA. And I don't know how much value there is to that. I would guess that the though there's social media and media equity to being talked about all week long on sports TV and sports radio that you lose. I do think that you probably gain more in terms of the ratings on a Thursday night and dominating heading into the weekend than you did with the previous setup. So then there's the tweet sent by Deion Sanders about how disappointed he is in the NFL in that only one player from an HBCU was drafted in the NFL draft. And, you know, as he points out, like, look, we had what he thought were three draftable players at Jackson State. I don't know if he meant the two he took with him, right? Um, but th- that's what, and it's just such a disingenuous tweet on a, medi- on, on a myriad of levels. It just really is. Because when you, when you read it, there's going to be people that say, well, you know, he, here's a guy who left an HBCU for a power five school. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, I've, I've told you all along. The Dion thing wasn't about being in an HBCU. It just wasn't. None of this was for any of them was about being in an HBCU. It was about this was an opportunity. And then you sell your school based upon whatever the strengths of that school are. Everybody does it. I, everybody does it. What I what I won't buy into, I won't buy into the they whoever they was won't draft HBCU guys. Why? Why? Because what it feels like to anybody with a pulse is there's some underlying racial tones to why they, the nefarious they, won't draft guys from an HBCU. Um, I saw this thing. Do you guys know what Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, Devin Witherspoon, Paris Johnson, Tyree Wilson, Bijan Robinson, Jalen Carter, and Darnell Wright all have in common? Well, that's the top 10 picks in the NFL draft. They're all black. They weren't selected because they're all black. They, select, they were selected because they're the 10 best draft prospects as viewed by the National Football League. The same reason the top three quarterbacks that were selected were black and that Will Levis was, was sitting there waiting in the green room has nothing to do with skin color. Is the same reason that HBCU guys got... The reason they're in an HBCU is they're generally viewed as not as talented as guys at the Division One level or Power Five level. And the separation is actually greater now than it's ever been. Why? Because 
Well, um, a multitude of things. One, more Division One schools than ever. Uh, because of the uh, NLI, uh, NIL stuff, right? Those the 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 big boy schools can pay guys to stay in school or to come to their school or even to sit on the bench. But because there's such a turnover, high turnover rate at LSU and Alabama and the, the super in Georgia, that you go there three years and you go off to the pros. Feels like that's what everybody thinks. Um, they're used. To, they also don't play at the highest level of division, what used to be 1AA, now FCS. They don't. So they're not even seen as playing at the highest level of Division II football, which is really Division I, AA, or whatever you want to call it. It's just a lower level. And so the prospect, and you're not competing against, you don't have the same facilities, you're not having the same skill development, but more than anything, like, uh, just, it, it's a, <clears throat> and I understand what Dion is. Dion's just like, hey man, I'm just trying to be the, he, he on one hand, wants to tell the truth about, hey, the HBCUs, man, we haven't been funded well enough. He's right. We haven't taken care of the funding. He's right. Like there's a lot of things that need to change in order to put them at an even playing field, even with the teams at the FCS level. But he's being completely disingenuous if he's talking about the talent being at the level of other draft picks. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. So go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let's get to what the fox says. And now, <laughs> what does the fox say? Every t- day at this time on the In the Bonus podcast here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Steph Curry being the greatest point guard of all time. After yesterday's 50-point game, it's time to have an adult conversation. You are looking at not Magic Johnson, Steph Curry as the greatest point guard ever. It takes a few of these moments. Steph and Magic, neither were great defenders. But at 35, Steph has a long way to go. And Magic really retired at 31. The three-point shot is here and for the next 100 years of basketball. And I'm going to take that over Magic Johnson's innumerable assists. The game has changed. Steph has evolved and changed the game. He used to give you those, you know, every third or fourth game, he'd give you a little bit of a playoff clunker. You don't really get those now. He'll give you the legendary speech before the green that Draymond talked about that. You didn't get those before. He's always been selfless over selfish. But Golden State has holes in this roster, and he fills all of them. It is very much Jordan with the Heatles. He fills the holes. Part of being great is the ability to reduce other star players to insignificant. Michael Jordan used to do that. You'd watch him against Clyde Drexler, and it was like Drexler was just a guy. That's what Steph Curry did in the last couple of fourth quarters in Sacramento against De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was insignificant. Steph was that good. Okay, there's there's so much bullshit there. It's really hard, really hard. Okay, let's and we did this in the radio show, so I'll do it again here. Okay, uh, Magic Johnson's the greatest point guard of all time. It's not really arguable. Everybody who knows basketball fucking knows it, except for people who just it becomes like a, a you know, your prisoner of the moment kind of hot take society, whatever. Because if you want to say Steph's a point guard, which he does at times play the role of point guard in bringing the ball up. But he's as dangerous or more dangerous oftentimes without the ball than he is with the ball, right? That's the essence of point guard. And he's not a shot creator per se for other people. That's the, the true play. In, in, uh, in Israel, they call it playmaker. That's the point guard position, playmaker. He's not a playmaker for other people. He can pass and is a good creative passer. But if we want to say Steph's a point guard, 
then are you comfortable saying LeBron's a point guard? I mean, in terms of ball dominance and holding on, having the ball, right? You could say LeBron's a point. If, if Steph's a point guard, LeBron's a point guard. Who's had a better career? I, mean, I don't believe LeBron's the greatest player of all time, but it is in that we are in that discussion, and lots of people, plenty of people do. I think far more say Jordan, and there's a lot, lot to it. Okay, so here's the dumbest fucking thing that people do, and and Colin's done it, which is, and he's a brilliant guy, which is just, he's like, well, the game has changed. So you want Magic to have played the game, which he was more consistently successful than Steph Curry at. You want him to have played the game differently then so that we can judge him now? How is that even possible? Explain that to me. If anyone would like to explain that to me, I'm, I, I absolutely welcome it. I do. Um, Magic Johnson was a 12-time All-Star. He basically played uh, 12 seasons in the NBA. That doesn't matter. Uh, he also led the league in steals twice, so he wasn't a classic great defender, but like Steph, great off the ball, great anticipation. He was a five-time NBA champion, a three-time finals MVP. What are we fucking talking about? This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever fucking heard in my entire fucking life. The guy scores 50, which was incredible, in a game seven. There were games in the series where he wasn't incredible. Okay. You're compared because he lights up De'Aaron Fox. What the fuck are we even talking about? Like, look, De'Aaron Fox is a nice player. He's going to be. He has a chance to be a star player in this league. Has a chance to be if he builds on this and gets better and gets better and gets better and gets better. It's the first time they've been in playoffs in 17 fucking years. And because Steph has 50, and then remember he was great in what was a game. I forget what game it was in Boston Garden where we carried the word. Like, Steph Curry's a great player. But what are we fucking talking about? Magic Johnson ran the league for a decade. Ran the fucking league. He was never not the best player on his... He was never the second or third best player on his team. Ever. Steph Curry was. Like, again, we just kind of make stupid fucking arguments to make ourselves feel good about what we're seeing and try and go like, uh, and yes, I was the guy who didn't think he was going to be some great pro. I didn't. Do you know why? Because the game hadn't evolved and changed to this point when he was drafted. And when he tried to play the more traditional style point guard early on, it wasn't that successful. How do I know that? Because the Warriors, when they traded for Andrew Bogut, said, hey, you can have either uh, Monte Ellis or Steph Curry. You pick. So not only did the Bucks not know, but the fucking Warriors didn't know he was this good. No one knew. And then because of they had to play small because it played to their strengths, playing Draymond at the five, the embracing of the three-point shot, and if I'm, honestly, the reason that he's great is because he finally has a coach that realizes he's actually better without the ball than he is with the ball. Constantly in motion. He's in unbelievable shape. Like, look, this dude is a ridiculous player. Ridiculous. In any discussion, as all-time great score from just a different way. But, like, last year we were just having this discussion about, like, hey, man, you got to actually play kind of consistently well in the finals. And it was a little shaky early on, and then obviously they closed and they were great. Right? So we've gone from there to Magic Johnson – 
was fucking incredible. Incredible. What 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 is this? This discussion is so stupid. It's if you want to have the discussion about okay, so in the new era where you're not really a point guard, okay. I'm okay with that. Everybody be okay with that. But I mean, like, let's go back and look at the Magic Johnson era. His rookie year, they won the NBA championship. His rookie year. They won the NBA championship. And of course, he famously played center in game seven, point center, and they won. The next year, he was hurt and they lost in the first round. After that, he won, he won the championship, lost in the finals, lost in the finals, won the championship, lost in the conference finals, which uh, he was hurt. And then they won the finals, won the finals, lost in the finals. Okay? And then as the team aged out, lost in the conference semifinals, I think he was hurt then as well. And then against Michael Jordan's team, they lost in the finals. And then he had contracted HIV, and everybody thought he'd never play basketball again. And essentially, that was the end of his run. Like, what are we? There is zero comparison. None. Stop saying stupid shit, especially to people who know the history of basketball. Stop it. You sound, honestly, Cowherd sounds like he was in a meeting with, with Jason McIntyre. And instead of going like, Jason, you, you sound like you're 15 here. Let me tell you, I was alive in 1980. I was alive in 1986, 1987, 1988, okay? And when you go finals, 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 you lose the conference finals because you're hurt. Finals, 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 conference semifinals, finals. Like, it, it wasn't even close. There were two guys who dominated the league. It was Bird and Magic. And look, Steph's been great. I am not in any way diminishing him. But if you're going to say Steph's a point guard, then you got to say LeBron's a point guard. And there's no one in the world that would say Steph's had a good, as good a career as LeBron, right? right? There is no discussion about is Steph the greatest player of all time. There is a discussion about LeBron. So if those, that's the case, he's not in the point guard discussion. And nobody in the right fucking mind would put him ahead of Magic Johnson as a point guard. You put him as a point guard, he's like, ah, he's small, he brings the ball up sometimes. Like, Draymond Green is just as much the point guard of that team. Like, well, he plays forward. Like, okay. I, whatever you want us to call it. Like, everyone else who knows, like, if we're talking traditional, in, like, he's a hybrid guard. He's a combo. He's the greatest combo ever. Not close. Unbelievable shooter shot maker. Not close to, there's no one who has ever been able to consistently make the volume of, the difficulty of, distance of, variety of shots off the dribble, right, left, off the catch, floaters, one hand. It's incredible. But stop saying stupid shit. It's just stupid. What are we doing? Because what happens is when Collins says it, like Collins old, right? he's in his 50s. And so these young knuckleheads who've never watched it, you know, they, they think that Magic Johnson was some slug. Like Magic is just, like, uh, uh, he was just LeBron. Very much like LeBron. You know, obviously not the above-the-rim athlete when he got in, but it was like, well, you know, if Magic played today, the players are so much more athletic. Well, Magic played today, he'd be more athletic because he would have had training that was different at a younger age, right? Well, you know, Larry Bird would have shot a higher volume of threes and would have made a higher volume of threes. Like, what are we fucking doing? 
All you can do is take the era in which they played. There was no more dominant two guys than Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. So stop saying stupid shit. He was never, Magic was never the second best player on his team. Ever. And the job of point guard is to make everybody else better on your team. Steph can will them. Steph can make shots. But Steph is not a 20 assist a night guy. He's just different. Uh, this was Shannon Sharp talking about the Lakers-Warriors matchup in the Western Conference semi. I'm taking the Lakers. Um, I think this is a, a great matchup. Pound them inside. AD, AD should do big numbers. LeBron should do big numbers um, because they don't have anybody that can defend LeBron. Or I understand Wiggins is, is a good defender, but he ain't seeing LeBron because he ain't got enough bricks in his back pocket. Agreed. AD should eat Kevon Looney's lunch. He should. Um, we, we know Loon wants to get on the offensive glass, yeah. and, and those guys are going to reset, be it Clay, be it Steph, pull Wiggins, and, but AD knows what, what he has to do. I, I think what we saw from AD the last two games, he's like, this is the way I need to play for the entire this series. I think it's a very favorable matchup. I think they won the series. The Lakers did 3-1, but that doesn't matter because the regular season, this is a different animal. Because we saw we saw Sacramento in the regular season is one thing. The yep. playoffs is a different animal. Uh, Saturday night, Skip, D-Lo got it going. Man, he and that, it, that three ball was so effortless. Yep. Skip, we haven't seen a rivalry. This is the only other rivalry that you can say that can rival this is Chamberlain-Russell. Skip, people like Bird Magic. Bird and Magic only played twice. They only played twice. What, what is he talking about they only played twice? What what is Shannon talking about? I mean, was that did nobody catch that? They they played in the finals multiple times. They also played the final like this. And by the way, it's not even a rivalry, Warriors Lakers because they haven't played at this level in the playoffs. Here's the part that Shannon Shannon just basically took like, well, the Lakers offense versus the Warriors defense. Okay, a couple things here. Um, Anthony Davis was the best player for the Lakers in that series. He was awesome, especially defensively. It's not just Looney. It's can he dominate? Can he dominate when the Warriors go small and have Draymond at the five? Like the real trouble for the Lakers is going to be when the Warriors go small because LeBron is a is not a good small ball five. He's just not. He he's not he's not really comfortable with it. And while you say okay, he can be a perfect help defender, the problem with helping off of and playing off of Draymond Green that so many teams do is not only does it allow him to pass wherever he wants, but then he can have handoffs and there's nobody there when you screen. And now you're, it's, it's very different from playing any other team any other way. But here's the point that he didn't make and nobody's going to make and I'll make. Who's LeBron guard? Right? Because the Warriors are actually built to defend LeBron James. Right? You, you have to throw multiple defenders that are big enough, strong enough, smart enough to contain him. Right? You can't let him drive. Like he wants to drive, especially to his right hand and just overpower you. And then you, you got to be able to pressure him too. So he can't just stand there and shoot or stand there and make passes. You have Clay Thompson, not the defender he used to be, but LeBron's not the athlete he used to be. Clay will be fine. Wiggle, Wiggle will be fine. Draymond's perfect. can perfectly defend LeBron James. Okay, so those three are fine. I agree. Anthony Davis is, is a hard matchup. The, the problem is, who does LeBron guard? It's not as easy as does he guard Draymond Green? Like, that's a hard one. And what about the rest of the Lakers? 
how do they match up? Yes, D'Angelo Russell in game four, right? Hit three threes in a row. But that was after playing terribly before the fourth quarter where he made some shots. And then he played well in game six. They all play well in game six as Memphis shut it down and they got beat by 40. But I mean, D'Angelo Russell has not been a consistent player. I thought the Lakers looked great, but do you really trust that group? against the Warriors in the playoffs, and the Warriors are constructed very differently. Um, so I'm fascinated by the matchup. But my big question is, who does LeBron guard? And it makes it really hard. He, he can't switch and guard Wiggins, and he can't because he cannot keep Wiggins in front. And obviously Wiggins has to make shots. Can't guard Clay. Clay's moving all over the place, and that, that's not what he does. He's not... Catch and he sure as hell can't guard Steph, Steph Curry when you're talking about Steph catching and moving like that's not what he does at this stage in his career. Whereas previously you would you would focus on hey LeBron can cover up for everybody's mistakes now you kind of have to hide LeBron defensively he'll have to guard Draymond and how he does that's going to be really really interesting because again Draymond can be really effective even though you're not covering him you're making him shoot the basketball. By the way, yes, uh, they played each other three times. He was one off. That there was eighty four, eighty five, and eighty seven yeah. in the finals, anyways. And uh, Bird won one, and Magic won two. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. And of course, they played in the biggest college game ever. So this is uh, Brady Quinn. And LeVar Arrington talking about Aaron Rodgers and going to New York sporting events. I think if you're going to be the New York Jets quarterback and a New York quarterback in general, you have to be comfortable with being in the spotlight. You have to be comfortable with going to those things, experiencing them, and being around you know, people. It's just it's a, it's a part of the deal. And the fact that he's already out doing it, I think it shows you how this thing's going to go. Like I, I think some people might have felt like he didn't feel comfortable with with doing those those sorts of things but he seems very comfortable you know taking it all in and kind of experiencing what is this this second life if you will within the game of football he is a star and it, it listen if if he wins his stardom goes to a whole entirely different place i mean look at broadway joe there, people don't even you you would not even be able to recollect what Broadway Joe looked like playing football. But they still – he is so beloved. He's so popular. You know, he's doing, you know, potty, potty commercials and, you know, other types of commercials to this day. He wore pantyhose. I mean – Bro, Broadway Joe. If if you know about Broadway Joe, the dude was just he was he was a maverick. He was a, he was a trendsetter. I mean, he was he was the dude. Um, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers went to Bucks games last year. He probably would have gone to hockey games if there was a hockey team. Like I just, I mean, and it's he got great seats for two great events. I I don't see this as the, the great thing about the Jets. The truly great thing about the Jets is they're out in Jersey, not just where they play, but where they practice is actually even further out in Jersey. So if you don't want to be in New York, you don't have to be in New York. Uh, my, my question is simply about uh, kind of what Tom Brady experienced his second year in Tampa. Right? When you're used to doing something one way for a long time and everybody knows your quirks, that's great. But at some point in time, if it's not successful, does Aaron Rodgers 
uh, demeanor change because he's not been great when things aren't great around him. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide, you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. And I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, Tire Rack is the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now, 
It's your annoying. Uh, so many things um, got caught my craw. What's the cliche? Got my craw this weekend, but uh, stuck in my craw. Stuck in my craw. There it is. Um, but this one, this one was great. This is uh, Joe Schoen. Um, he's the Giants GM, and he said this about draft grades. You don't win games in April. I mean, it's the the social media rankings and everything like that. You know, that's it's about what we do this fall and you know how we go out there and compete. You know, when it matters and how we continue to build this off season and get bigger, faster, stronger through our strength program, and then you know how we prepare and execute in August. You know, I think there's a process. And do I like some of the you know the guys we drafted? Yeah, but still, like Dave said, you know, in this press conference, every year is different, and the team's got to gel and we got to build chemistry. There's we got to stay healthy. There's a lot that goes into it this was uh, an answer to a question from a reporter like hey uh so-and-so gave you a b plus grade what do you think about that you think gms give a shit about that um there should be a rule doug um unless you are daniel jeremiah mel kuyper todd mcshay in fact I'll, every every entity could have one draft expert they could do grades and then everybody else has to sit it out I don't want to know Joe Schmo, who uh, hosts an afternoon show in Milwaukee. I don't want to know his grades. No, nobody should want to know. Draft grade. I don't know what's more annoying these days: draft grades or mock drafts, because both of them are as empty to me um, as the paper that they're written on. And um, so, draft grades are annoying to me, Doug. And there should be a rule. I, I agree with you. And, and let me let me make the, the the proper correlation. Okay, in my mind. You ever watch any of these entertainment shows, E uh, Entertainment News or whatever the other ones are? Cringy, yeah. Well, they're, they're definitely cringy, but the worst part about it is when they'll show somebody's outfit or breakup, whatever, and then they go to Sally2579 says, that outfit is the bomb. She looks incredible. Like, great. You know what? I don't fucking care. Nobody cares. Their opinion doesn't matter. And it's why I don't do draft crates, because my opinion doesn't truly matter. I don't know so much. Like, it's one of the great things about when I talk to NFL people is I just ask them questions like, I, help me understand how this all works. You know, why did you draft this guy? Well, this is what our board looked like. This is what we did, thought was going to happen. And this is, this is why we did what we did. So none of that is in the context, you know, because, you know, it's like um, sometimes you draft a guy because you want to motivate somebody else to that position. Sometimes you draft a guy like how many people killed the Lions when they drafted a running back earlier than uh than than some pe- than 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 people thought they should. Oh, what are you drafting? They killed then they trade away Swift and you're like, "Oh my god, they trade away Swift. Look at what Howie did. He pulls it off like they got Swift because he wants a new contract. And he's not going to play under his current contract. And they had to come to some form of agreement of, will he play under the contract? Will he get a new deal? If he gets a new deal, what's going to look like? Because otherwise, he's not going to play for the Eagles either. But we have, we just, we, we look at things in a very linear, well, I, I didn't think he was that good, so I'm going to get, like, who gives a shit what you think? And you have to remember also, it's not an exact science. 49% hit rate? 49% hit rate. And... And now what you can do is I like this because I like this idea, but that doesn't mean I like it. Yes, John Ramos. It also has to do with, I mean, look, let's be honest. When we do the gambler, we have an idea of what we're doing. It's kind of a fun, you know, tongue in cheek 
thing about, you know, the parlay, the two-team parlay, but kind of having some fun, but, you know, with a, with a kind of an educated idea of what's going on. It's the people who take it seriously, right? And you're talking about kind of the same thing with the draft experts. Like, we don't, we don't need to have – nobody can be an expert on everything. Just like my theory about, like, the American Idol stuff, which is it's true. everybody can't be a singer, right? This, there can't be this many great singers in America. We just couldn't find them all. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's like, where did all these people come from? It's the same as picking games and what you're talking about the draft. you got to pick one. You may be good at something else or okay at a couple things, but you're not good at everything. Sorry. Hate to break it to everybody. It's why we don't talk about hockey. There you go. We don't have to talk about hockey. It's, it's, not, it's not complete disrespect for the sport, but I just, I don't have, I have a limit to my, my, my knowledge of sports because I have a limit to how much I can consume and I have no, and, and there's never been a study done that says, hey, in sports radio, you should talk about hockey. Matter of fact, it's the opposite of that. So I talk about what other people want. Like, I know a ton about college basketball. We never talk about college basketball. Why? Because nobody gives a shit most of the year. They just don't. So you couldn't be more right. It's the people. That's the one that, like, wait, you have a mock draft for the NFL and the NBA? Excuse me? How does that work? Must be a genius if you could do. Must be a genius. Yeah. You must be just the most connected man in all the sports. (laughs) Um. All right, well, who, who else annoys you? Oh, man. God, so hard to choose. So many good ones today. Um, I guess this is an obvious one. Um, not shaking hands at the end of series, whether whatever uh, sport you're playing, I just think it's it's the right thing to do. It's taking the high road if it's been a contentious series. We saw uh, two people did it this past weekend. One on the winning end, who LeBron James, for whatever reason, chose not to shake hands at the end of the series. And then Sabonis from the Kings yesterday. Uh, Draymond Green said this on his podcast about Sabonis. Lost a lot of respect for Sabonis. You don't shake guys' hands after you lose. I don't respect that. I once left the court when we lost in Game 7 of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I went to my locker room and I sat down and I said, uh, this don't feel right. And I walked back out on the court and I showed everybody love. You lost. Deal with it. Pay your respect. That was whack to me. I think that's annoying, Doug. If you if you're not man enough to shake the hands of a team after a long series, regardless of what happened, so LeBron and uh, Sabonis are annoying today. Um, I'll give LeBron a little bit of a pass here. More when you win, I don't think it's as important. You know, it's it, it, look if you're going to win and you're going to celebrate and make an ass of yourself, and then somebody comes over to shake their your hand and you ignore them. That's different than you just like, hey, I've done this for a long time. Those guys are douches all series, all season long. Like, I'm not shaking their hands. Uh, this is not what I'm what we're playing for. So I'd, I'd kind of get, I'd honestly, and I, ra- I rarely, if ever, give LeBron a pass. I kind of give him a pass. When you get beat, that's when you shake hands. Yeah, and, and well, and we were just got done talking about hockey. We don't talk much about hockey, right. but you they do have all, to they, give. They always shake hands. You got to give always. them credit. These are guys who fight with each other on on the actual ice, beat each other up, and yet at the end of the game, they shake each other's hands out of respect for it. So yeah, wouldn't it have been funny though? And and Dylan Brooks would have deserved this, and I think we all would have had a good good time with it. If if LeBron went through the handshake line and did one of those uh, missed blow-by. handshake deke, it's called, yeah, the, then, it's called the blow by, and then you know uh, yeah. comb his hair or whatever you do, you rub your hair up. That would have been funny. Fourth um, grade. 
The uh, so Dylan, as we're on topic of Dylan, Brooks, wait, wait. By the way, in regards to not shaking hands, it just shows that guys like Kevin Garnett were douchebags when they got beat. <laughs> the Celtics were douchebags when they got beat. The Pistons were douchebags when they got beat. You guys, everybody knows it. Like, let's not do the rethink. Like, oh no, no, no Isaiah Thomas, he, he was really awesome. Like, no, no, he was a dick, and everybody knew it. Total dick. Yes. Um, Dylan Brooks did a couple things. Hold on. Let me, while I'm on it, let me just say this. Okay. So <laughs> Isaiah has done, he's brilliant, right? He's like a politician, you know, where he's still good looking, great smile. He's on NBA TV. So he's like trying to recreate some narrative about it. I'll, the the truth. And you can just Google this. He and Magic Johnson were best friends. Magic contracts HIV. And Isaiah was the, was the one guy who was like basically putting out there. Magic must be bisexual in order to have contracted this disease. Now, part of it was, again, the time, but if it's your, they, that's when they directly had a falling out. In your moment of despair, when everybody in the world thought magic was going to die of AIDS, because we were told HIV leads to AIDS, right? Remember, I, I was both J2, I was in a freshman in high school. I'm guessing you were what, a senior in high school at the time. Freshman right? we were, in college, yeah. Freshman in college, okay. Ramos was just starting to work, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah, and, 91, and, right? Right, and Byer was, Byer was a, uh, a young kid like in like middle school or elementary school. But, so we were all alive. Like, when, when that, something like that happens and you bail on your best friend and then la- lay out false claims about him, like, fuck you, dude. Oh, yeah, by the way, yes, what he said about Larry Bird, don't give me the, well, somebody else said and I just echoed it and no. Everyone, there was numerous guys that didn't want him on the Dream Team, not just Jordan. Many people thought Chuck Daly, his own coach, didn't because nobody liked him. And it's a long fucking trip. Okay, so Isaiah was an incredible talent, but he was the dude that was a dick that nobody liked. Let's not recreate a narrative now because you're on TV and you're o- o- older, right? When you're, you bankrupted the CBA, I know plenty of people whose careers were ended because they signed up in the CBA and he fucked that thing up six ways sideways. Okay? The, his claim to fame in Toronto was... He, he drafted Damon Stoudemire. Congrats. It wasn't like that was a great organization that he left. He, he, he took the Knicks that had a bad roster, completely gutted it, and made it an even worse roster and a worse team that was over the salary cap. And he signed a player who had a heart problem, okay, despite the fact the doctors wouldn't sign off on it and there was no insurance on the contract. It's the, the Eddie Curry contract is the worst contract in the history of sports. You're like, no, there's no, there's not because all these other contracts, when somebody gets hurt are covered by insurance. Eddie Curry's was not. Oh yeah. And there was a $10 million sexual harassment claim, right? Against the organization, but he was directly involved. Like he's the worst of the world. When he was the head coach of the Pacers, they lost in the first round. He gets fired the next year. They lose to Michael Jordan in the finals. Okay. So again, I think as a basketball player, Isaiah Thomas was incredible. As a dude, he was a dick. As an executive, he wasn't good. And he's trying to recreate this thing. And oh yeah, by the way, uh, how do we get to this? Ta- how did I get to this tangent? Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. What was the? Who was annoying that I I, I pointed out as annoying? Well, it's the the not shaking hands thing. Oh, yeah. and oh yeah, by the way, what, what their act of of uh, of disrespect towards the Chicago Bulls. Okay, who they had beaten two years in a row after beating the living shit out of Michael Jordan. 
Okay, so Michael Jordan, he had to be put in a different offense, had to learn to pass the ball. His teammates had to grow up like this is the real shit about the Bulls was Scottie Pippen was viewed as a pussy. Everybody thought he was soft. Right. And he had to grow a pair of balls and make some shots and make some plays because the Pistons would constantly punk him. Michael Jordan was like too tough for his own good. They'd foul him and he'd come back for more. He had to learn to pass. Right. And then they had to get Horace Grant, who was an incredible defender and tough dude and fucking medical Bill Cartwright, who nobody liked with the Knicks. And they brought him in and he replaced. He was traded for Charles Oakley, uh, Michael Jordan's best friend and the enforcer on that team. They had to rework the team and Scottie Pippen had to grow a pair of balls and then they fucking kicked their, the Pistons ass. And you know what my Isaiah Thomas did instead of looking him in the eye and shaking their hands, they cowered off the court at home. Fuck that. That's pussy bullshit. I have no respect for it. And neither does Draymond Green. That's what he's saying, whether he means to or not. <sighs> okay, give me some others. Uh, right at, at this point, Dylan Brooks is low-hanging fruit, and we talked about it on the radio show. I, I do want you talked about the worst contract in the history of sports. I'm I'm going to one up you and say Deshaun Watson's been given the worst contract in the history of sports. He um he did what's something called a Twitter Spaces this weekend. I think I know what that is. And he was asked about um hey what about the people that said that you didn't have a good first season with the Browns. You can't define my career off six games. That's how it be when kind of things don't go your way and people have their own opinions. But like I said, I'm going to keep a smile on my face. I'm going to keep showing love and all that. that none of that stuff is going to break me, man. I'm, I'm, I am who I am and people know who I am. Um, okay. People know who you are. Uh, I'm not going to let that break me. They're not going to let what break you. Some criticism about six games with the Browns. Um, you're cashing massive paychecks, and some team was foolish enough to give you those paychecks. I just think that at this point you should put your head down and not talk about being a victim in anything. He, he's not hes not a victim of any hate. There's nothing. He's got to put his head down and keep his mouth shut. Deshaun Watson's comments about not letting the six games with the Browns define him, um, that those are annoying. Agreed. Uh, annoying. Annoying. He just... You know, I don't know if there's anything that he could say that wouldn't annoy you, but good point. Uh, other than you know what, I got to get better. I got to live up to this contract. I got to live up the 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 Browns did backflips to to get me right, and I got to live up to the contract. Um, I'm gonna go with draft grades, mock mock draft grades as the most annoying dudes, right? Mock drafts and draft grades like from people that don't matter. Like you just, you don't have to, and not because you got need to be scared of old takes exposed, but you really don't know. And so commenting on shit you don't know uh, is, is dumb, dumb talk. People who give out mock drafts that aren't Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, whomever, Joel Klatt, those level guys, you haven't seen, uh, seen the players, talk to executives, you don't do it for a living, and now you give out draft grades, you're nothing! All right, let me get to my pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Uh, pick of the day, you got uh, Celtics, Sixers, and Suns, Nuggets. Um, the the Nuggets dominated the Suns in game one. Kevin Durant had, though efficient shooting the basketball, had seven turnovers as the team had 16 turnovers. And, of course, Jamal Murray looked like bubble Jamal Murray. 
Uh, it's Denver by four. This is after winning by 20. This is the, the game that everybody's like, oh, now Phoenix is going to get right. Problem is, second game altitude is way harder. I like the Nuggets minus the four to win and to cover. That's the pick of the day. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific, on uh, this here app or Fox Sports Radio or FoxSportsRadio.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline hey hey it's malcolm gladwell host of revisionist history ebay motors is here for the ride your elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.